This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win... Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, welcome to the Kerry Dixon Show, uh, as ever, with the, the Chelsea legend that is Kerry Dixon. And, of course, the programme is in association with Chelsea Fan 12, the home of the 12th man, the fan. And uh, I, I, I urge you strongly to go and check out their fantastic website where you can buy all sorts of uh, Chelsea memorabilia, like signed shirts, signed boots, that kind of thing. And I've also got some really good videos up there. Uh, not least uh, the Chopper and Chivs uh, videos uh, where uh, Ron Harris and Gary Chivers talk about uh, the game after every home game at the Butcher's Hook Pub, which is opposite the ground. Uh, you can also follow them on Twitter, uh, which is at Fan12Chelsea. And jolly nice people they are too, aren't they, Kerry? Yes, they certainly are. And uh, as I say, they do very well for us. And uh, wish them all the best. But uh, oh. I dare say we should move on to uh, the topics at hand. <laughs> I was trying to. You could probably tell I was trying to delay having to talk about the Roma match from from Tuesday night. I mean, here's the thing: where on earth do we start with that performance, Kerry? I mean, I've got to be honest. I thought that second half was an absolute shambles. With some, and I mean, actually, there was very poor defending throughout, which is why we were two 0 down at half time. But it was a bit shambolic, wasn't it? Yeah, and I've got to say, it, the sort of performance there. Uh, and indeed the result, it was not entirely unexpected, I have to say. It's not uh, <clears throat> me pouring scorn on a situation. I I think we're uh, we're not right, and I've been having my doubts for quite a while, I have to say. Um, not mm-hmm. only some of the players fitting in and getting it quite right. Um, the team, something is not right, and it's not going to be a case of Kante come back and we're going to be perfect again. Um, something isn't quite right. Uh, I'm not going to say at the club. The club is winning results. They're winning matches, um, and they're losing games. And they're putting in good performances, and they're putting in poor ones. Um, you know, too many, too many north and souths uh, for me at the moment to be um, thinking about 
well, one winning the title the way we are at the moment because there's no consistency and the most consistent team over the period will win the title. Um, and we're way off the pace. We're certainly not consistent with the results we've had. People can point to certain performances and, you know, people have said to me about, well, what about the Atletico result? And I remember a show we was talking on doing earlier earlier on um, and at the time it seemed a very good result. But in light of uh, their recent uh, performances and results against Carabag home and away, you start to think, uh, was it such a good result? Um, you know, and you look at some of our performances and results and you know, I think it, uh, it's, it's taken into the fact that Roma arguably are going to be the best team in the group and finish top. We're lucky that Carabag has done us a favour, I hope, at the moment, and I'm not going to be too presumptuous in that situation. But, um, uh, you know, Chelsea have got it in their own hands to qualify. Um, and if we can do that, we can, you know, put this situation away until February um, and still look forward to a Champions League campaign when hopefully we've improved. But uh, at the moment, it's looking very up and down and the predictions are very hard. I mean, I think that's, I mean, it is the most frustrating thing, isn't it? Is that lack of consistency and, and, and older supporters like myself will... I won't say fondly remember those days, but Chelsea always had that reputation of being an inconsistent side. Um, you know, even in the 90s when we started winning a few trophies, which is probably why we did well in cups, but never so well in the league. Um, you know, you played the game, Kerry. You know, what what goes on with players? What, what why, why do you get this inconsistency? Is there an answer to that? I'm not really sure. You look back at uh, Jose's uh, time when he won the league first time round and how poor the second season was and how players went off then uh, mm. change the manager, then players come back, one or two players added to the squad and really the same squad comes back and wins the league again and then uh, you get a situation whereby we, we, we're looking like we possibly could have one of them seasons whereby mm. it's going to be a different one, not necessarily Jose's second season, but certainly a case of um, you know not challenging. I think it's within, within the realm or within our grasp, if you like, to to change things around and get things going. But for me, there's something not quite right. Um, mm. And I don't know what it is. Either players aren't coming up to scratch. I mean, I'm not going to look to blame Rudiger, but you look at the goal last night, it's, you know, it gets highlighted because it's fresh in everyone's mind. You know, he leaves a ball, uh, El Shawani nips in and scores a goal. Cover weren't quite right. Um, people saying we gave up, you know, um, gave mm. up. You know, in the second half, these quotes coming out, he gave up. You know, yeah, but you saw I mean, you saw their heads drop, Kerry. I mean, you know, it, it yeah. was obvious. I mean, it really was, yeah. and I, I hate to say that because yeah, I love Chelsea, but they, their heads did drop. You know, when yeah. that third went uh, in, and for whatever reason, I mean, there was a time when players were fighting, substitutes were coming on, yeah. and only last season coming on looking to do ten minutes worth of action, whereby they might get a game for the next game, and rather than players thinking, oh well. Uh, we've lost this one now and, you know, it doesn't matter if I get picked next game, it doesn't matter if I get left out. There's a feeling of it doesn't really matter. And when that feeling's in the camp, um, it's a hard one to get rid of because players can't buck it up and, and, and drop it. And and I go back mm. to, you know, I don't know, the, the, the Batshuayi treatment. And it's not, well, it is a bit of a dig at Conti. Um, I'm afraid, mm. um, you know, people talk about great manager and, and you know, I'm talking about, Greatness, the words being used last season, straight in. And he and won't be the first one to come straight in and win a win a title and, and do well, by the way. Um, you know, after what we had the season before, very warming and, and all the rest of it. But 
great manager stand the test of time. Um, he might have done that over a period of time with all the clubs he's had, but we're seeing a trend now whereby a lot of managers are coming to clubs, winning things instantly because of what's at their disposal. They're not able to sustain it, and um, I hope it's not going to be one of them because it, it will almost certainly become a casualty if that's the case at the club. Um, I, I think the hierarchy don't necessarily stand for failure um, from one height to another, and we saw that with Jose, who was looking to build a dynasty. So, you know, if he can't unrest, if he can't arrest what's happening at the club, and 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 settle things down and become more consistent, I could, I, I could see changes there possibly. Yeah, yeah. I thought. I, I mean, you know, that that this has been kicking around for a few weeks, and you know, we've all seen it before, so it does lend a little bit of credence for it. But it's really interesting because, I mean, you know, I, I think you said before we went on air, actually, you, you nailed it in one word, and 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 it's indifference, uh, and and I think that that actually is the key to it, and. You know, I've I've run. I mean, I've never never managed a football team. Never played, uh, you know, a decent level. But I've 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 run companies and I've managed people, and you know, it's it is beholden upon you, the leader of the company, to get the best out of those people. But if they don't want to hear it, if they don't want to listen, if they are indifferent to you, it's a really tough job to do that. Uh, and you know, in companies that I work for, one of two things happens: either they go or you go. So actually, I think there are parallels uh, with football in that respect, and and I think that is worrying. But talking about the leadership thing, Kerry, I mean, you know, there's a few few mates have been talking about this uh, since since uh, since Tuesday night, and you know, together with their indifference or the shambolic display or the heads dropping or whatever, I, I you know, what what came across to me was a real lack of leadership on the pitch, and actually that's something that Antonio Conte. Uh, mentioned and I thought it was really interesting that he mentioned the difference between this side and last year where you know you have lost JT out of the dressing room you have lost Ivanovic Costa was a bit of a leader as well Matic in his own way too and I thought it was really interesting that Conte put it in those very recent terms whereas most of me and my mates have been saying you know the difference between the days when we had the likes of uh, Czech, Terry, Cole, Lampard, Drogba, Balak, Essie and those kind of players is, is palpable um, but either way, it says the same thing, that there was a distinct lack of leadership in that team. And that, for me, is a worry, Kerry. Well, also, I mean, you could throw that back and take that a little bit further, if, if indeed that is the case. When you talk about replacing the likes of Costa, JT and so on, and you get yeah. players, you, you go out scouting, you have a little look at players, you think, oh, he's good enough, he's this. You should do a little bit into their background and actually find out what type of person they are. Are they an opinionated person? Are they a forceful person? Or are they a person just sits in, does their job and, and, and says nothing? Because if you all of a sudden get a team, and when you get a team, whether it be in, in any walk of life, you get leaders and, and, and they'll, get, uh, they'll, they'll take, the, take the lead on the field and they'll do things. They won't always be right, but at least you can correct what's not always right. But at least you get someone taking uh, the lead and, and trying to show a way rather than 11, 12, 13, 14 people not bothering uh, to show away or not even trying to show away and just saying, well, my job's all right, I've done my bit, I'm all right, Jack. And, and I think we've got, a bit, we've got a fair bit of that at the moment as well. You know, mm. um, Some people aren't doing their jobs up to the level that is required and some people are quite happy to just do their job and, and nothing else and not help anyone else out. So, yeah, you know, there would be a case. I mean, I, I go back to some of the teams that I played, and you look at the, the Graham Roberts type people. He come in, yeah. and, uh, you know, and, and once he shook up people, and he got people around him. We got relegated uh, one season, came up champions of the second division uh, with just Graham Roberts and Peter Nicholas added to the same squad. And yeah. you know, no matter what, no matter what you make of these people, 
they are forceful types, they're leaders, and they, they shake up people who are quite prepared to put their heads down and say, oh, well, we put our heads down. They, you wouldn't be allowed to, to put your head down. Come on, show a bit of fight, you know, and, yeah. and get on with it. I'm not going to get hammered. They want, it's a bit of pride and stuff. And, um, well, I hate to level this at the team at, at the moment, but performance is like that. And if there are too many of them, I mean, they're, they're going to get looked at. They're going to get questioned. And supporters and, and indeed the hierarchy, are, I, I think, will probably act on that. But ultimately, I mean, actually, before I answer that, I just another person occurred to me that very redolent of your era, which was Joey Jones, when John Neal got, you know, brought him into Chelsea. I think he made a huge impact. I mean, you, you'll no doubt confirm that. Another kind of leader and fighter. Yeah, of course. I mean, they don't have to be the best of players, but, you know, mm. someone somewhere has got to take that responsibility of, of yeah. not necessarily being a leader because I don't believe you can change your DNA and I don't believe you can change your personality. You know, if you're a quiet person, you're not all of a sudden going to start shouting just because no one else does. Um, sometimes the quiet people um, react to the boisterous people on a football field and even in their temper or their anger, they'll start to run around just to show the, the boisterous one something. Well, that, in effect, has got a reaction. And, um, you know, at the moment, for 11 players to allow their heads to drop and then players come out afterwards and actually admit that our heads mm. dropped, whew, it's, uh, it's pretty damning. Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, it's it's really odd that, isn't it? When they, It's almost like football's become a, a confessional so that you can go into the confession box of the press room afterwards and say, yeah, 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 that was really rubbish. We were awful and our heads dropped. And then once you said it and, you'd, and it's all gone away and it doesn't matter... I don't want that. I want them. To, I want to see them coming out. We'll talk about this in a minute, but I want to see them coming out on Sunday, absolutely on it from the first minute and and really give it a go. I don't. I, you know, for me, that's where the, the the you know actions speak louder than words. Basically, um, anyway. Look, just to move this on a bit, and I kind of linked into that in a sense. But I just kind of wonder if you, if you have any uh, sympathy for Antonio Conte. I mean, over and above what what we think might be going on personality wise and, and psychologically. You know, there, 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 there is a reality to this, which he, he is missing Kante, which is very important. Bakayoko's not up to speed yet. Drinkwater's not been fit. It would have been an ideal replacement for um, for Kante. And, of course, that meant he's had to play Fabregas at defensive midfield, which you and I both don't think he can do. Um, you know, so there have been mitigating circumstances, haven't there? Or have there? Well, there have. There have. But also, he's, he's managing a squad which was basically champions last year. I don't yeah. know what part he played in the recruitment policy I would say Morata though I still have my doubts I'm sorry it's not a Morata slam show um, but you know uh, for me he's got he's, he's got a certain amount of goals but listen there's still another games and another week goes by when you know you've had people ring in I'm still sitting there waiting to be shouting about how great he is you know I, I was a Costa fan very early um, you know I I see the work uh, alright I'm not talking about missing goals now and I see the movement and I see other things but the effect on games you talk about leadership he's not that type of player it doesn't seem to me he's not a Costa he's not a Drogba he's not a Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank you know um, and I see the Bachelor is coming on and uh, uh, there's things missing there for me and uh, you know um, do I feel sorry for Conti I don't know how much of it he created himself mm. I, he's part of it he's part of it um, the players that have come in, Rudiger, um, okay, he's come in. Someone's upset something somewhere because then Kale's now in and out the side, whereby he pretty much um, ever present last season. Uh, I'm not saying an easy answer, um, but listen, something isn't right. Um, 
you, you mentioned the midfield players and coming in. And do I feel sorry for a manager? Um, I don't have a, a, a great deal of sympathy with people. They they can take the plaudits and very well. Um, but you know the old saying: you're as good as your last game. And you know all the cliches come back in. Yeah. If you're as good as yeah. your last game, it's it's pretty poor. Um, and if it applies for players, it applies to managers as well. You know, yeah. Jose yeah. Mourinho was one of them. I'm a champion. I win things, and so on. Coined, to coin a phrase, well, I coined a phrase. If I'm a champion, well, as good as your last game, I'm not so good at the moment, or I'm pretty damn poor. So mm. I don't have an awful lot of sympathy. I've got to be honest. There's there's mm, managers in the league as well. There's managers in the league, Dave, on a lot lesser uh, money, a lot lesser. Uh, situation got no chance of winning the league uh, who were performing a, an awful lot better and you look at Dyche at Burnley you know he's never going to win nothing but look what they're doing you won't ever hear one of his players come off the field and say my head dropped I mean ultimately Kerry it kind of you know the, the the sense that I have and of course the frustrating thing for all supporters is that none of us know we're not on the training ground we're not you know in the boardroom at Chelsea so we're very disconnected from that so and and that does give rise to a lot of, you know, fantasies, if you like, about what's going on. But there, 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 it does seem to me that there is something, I think, dysfunctional. <laughs> I'll say it. I think there's something dysfunctional at Chelsea with the relationship between the board, the owner, the players, the manager, you know, because we see this happening, you know, OK, we had that wonderful run of the team that uh, Jose Mourinho created um, where, in fact, I think, you know, to be really honest, I think that the, the, the players, uh, you know, ended up winning a lot of that stuff pretty much on their own. I'll be really honest with you. I think that that's what happened. But there just does seem something a bit weird that goes on with Chelsea. And, and, and you know, I think we're a lot of us are quite fretful about the fact that we can we know what's going to happen next. And we don't really want to see that happen. Anyway, we've moaned enough. So I'm going to I'm going to stop moaning and I'm going to yeah. try and pick out uh, a positive from the Roma game. Which is, um, you know, I did think we, we didn't play that badly, actually, in the first half. I mean, we were down 2-0 through a couple of defensive mistakes, but uh, we were creating a lot of chances. So, And I think that's also true of the Bournemouth game, actually. I thought we, uh, you know, we created a lot of chances there. If there was any criticism, it was that we were a bit, you know, we weren't very clinical in front of goal. Um, is, that, is that a decent positive to draw, the fact we are actually creating chances? We're not completely sterile? Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chich, I'd be bereft, inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. (laughs) It's all too much. (laughs) I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow. Great. Ah, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK, and best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you, thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy, I could cry. (laughs) Where do I sign up, Jidge? 
Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Oh, yeah, listen, you've had a moan and I agree with you. Uh, And it's quite right to have a moan on the back of a performance tonight, Roma. Yeah. Uh, But nevertheless, uh, we we, we did the job which we expected. Uh, Both me and you fought by one goal. Um, You know, uh, we we didn't finish them off and, and, you know, um, do the job. Um, But we should do the job against the likes of them, you know, the players that we have at our disposal. Um, and they give it a bit of a go, but we were the better side and we did deserve the three points. Yes, you're right, we didn't finish them off and stick three or four, but we're not in a position at the moment, I don't believe, to stick three or four past teams. Um, I think it's uh, if we stick three or four, we could easily lose three or four. I think it's one of them situations, you know. Uh, we never know what's going to happen in a game, and, it, and at the moment, that's any game at all. Um, yeah. And Manchester United, I'm, I've got to be honest, I'm a little bit fearful. I don't think that no, they're really? a wonderful side. Yeah, I don't think they're a wonderful side, um, but I think they're an organised side, a typical Jose side. They don't; they're not going to come here and give a lot away. They're going to be; they're going to defend and they're going to do their. You know, you look at some of their games; they're, they're not Manchester City at the moment. Um, quite obviously, no one is. Um, but they're a side that's going to come, I believe, be organised. They're going to be workmanlike. I also think, by the way, we're going to be up for the game. So, and our supporters are going to be up for the game. And you know, Jose's the extra. Um, bit of icing on the cake, if you like. Uh, the fact that, yeah. that he's, an, he's the manager of the opposing side. But, you know, I, I think it will be a good game. But I'm not, I'm, I don't think it's going to be one of them cracking, exciting games. But having said that, it might turn out to be. I've just gone on a little rant where I've contradicted everything I've said. And, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's because I don't know. Uh, well, I don't we go, know yeah. what Chelsea's going to turn up. I don't know what what's going to go on. Is it going to be a 4 all draw? or is it going to be a 1-0? Or nil nil you can't predict Chelsea at the moment. I, I do. I don't see any heads dropping. That's for sure. In front of our own supporters, um, if they do, they'll, they'll be known about it. You know, and the, the yeah. supporters will quickly let them know. Um, but and also probably get behind them. Actually, to be fair, I mean, I'll say that for the for the Stamford Bridge crowd, as you well know, is that we do get behind the team, particularly when there are. You know, when we perceive that they need a bit of support, so I'm, I'm sure that will happen. I mean, it's interesting what you say. I, 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 it's interesting about the idea of you know Mourinho basically coming to part the bus because, you know, he did that against Liverpool, didn't he? And at the time, Liverpool were there for the taking, and you could say the same about us. I mean, we're there for the taking at the moment, and you know, I'm tempted to think that he might suss that out and actually have a real go. But you know, my head tells me that he's going to come and part the bus because that's his strategy. You know, uh, don't get beaten by your your rivals, and then win all your home games, and you win the title. So, but in that context, I think it's also quite hard to call, isn't it? Yeah, and that's exactly what I think. I think that is Jose's philosophy. You know, don't get beat away from home, and make sure they don't win. And if we win at home, um, we're up there. We're in the league. I mean, the reason he's, of his disappointment, I think it was last year, the amount of home, amount of home games they drew. You know, um, United. That, that's where they possibly lost it. Yeah. But he's always an organised side. 
and you know you got the Matic coming back as well. I mean, I, I'm sure he'll get a decent ovation from our lot. I mean, the fact he went United, I know you might tell me different, but I think he ought to. It was, you know, um, but remains to be seen. He'll get a decent applause. So I, I would have thought he's done well for us, but Matic back, Yoko, you, you do the comparisons and. Listen, it wouldn't be just me just doing it. There'd be there could be people commenting on the game. You could, people could be watching the game worldwide. People are going to look at the game afterwards. They're going to compare the the people that have went, the people that have come in, and all the rest of it. Jose and Conti. There's going to be so many comparisons, and you know, I just hope that we come out on on top of it. You know, um, just for the mm. sake of the club, because it, it's going to be a quite a. Well, it'll be a damning game for us because of the spotlight that's, that's actually going to be on the nature of the game. You know, it's a huge game in terms of the world global audience as well as the 42,000 that's going to be inside the stadium. It's really interesting, isn't it? Because it, 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 it does actually have that feeling after that loss to Roma that this is a must-win game and if, if we lose it, there'll be trouble, uh, which could be Conte or whatever. You get that feeling. But actually, I wonder how much of that is is taken absolutely out of context. I mean, the media love it. They beef all this up. It's all about, you know, 24-7 news cycles, copy and all the rest of it. But, of course, the reality is, I mean, go back to the Roma game, you know, the, it looks like, I mean, you know, we should qualify from that group, albeit possibly in second, you know, so it's not a disaster at the end of the day. And at the moment, you know, okay, we're nine points behind City, but that we're not even halfway through the season yet. So... You know, I I just wonder how much of these things get taken out of context and out of proportion, and it's fed by the frenzy of the of, of the media coverage. I think you're exactly right. Um, we should qualify. I think that uh, we are only only nine points, which means in brackets, City have got to lose three games. Um, mm. So that's in brackets. Um, but out of context, or is it in context? The fact that mm. we're qualifying in second place. Okay, that's what we set out to do. Qualify um, from a, what I would say would have been a tough group if if if, if Atletico would have come come to play. I mean, I, yeah. I don't, you know, their two results against Atletico and in the home to us, so they don't deserve to qualify against against Corabag. They don't deserve to qualify. I mean, if I was their supporters, I'd be pulling me out, thinking what, what's going on with their club. But mm. we we'll leave them alone for a minute. Um, I think it's a case of with us. Um, which way do we go? We're um, crossroads if you like mm. which way is this season going to go is this season going to be a case of we down tools everyone's head drops or um, manager gets the sack um, things like that or is it a case of galvanise ourselves determine, bit of determination show some fight um, show some spirit not just to beat Manchester United but to go and sort some other games out if we beat United beat Tottenham lose to Burnley you know the North and South got to, got to stop all that um, mm. what sort of season it's going to be and I don't think there's any Chelsea fan out there that's going to be able to say at this moment in time this is going to happen this season but there'll be plenty saying we won't win nothing and there'll be a few saying we could win something which is possible both ways mm. I mean what worries me is that you know to do that requires an element of leadership within the team and I, and I wonder if there is much there but that said I mean what, what, do, you, what do you think the key will be to winning against United on uh, Sunday and, and how are we going to break them down because they are quite def- well, I mean, defensively, they're strong. Yeah, but I, I still say an Eden Hazard on a going day yeah. is capable yeah. of breaking down their back four. I have to say that. I mean, he's the real shining light for me in our team. I think there's, as a team, we're fine. Um, 
But if you look for world class, you look for something. It's Eden Hazard. You know, he's one of them. Like I go back to my day, and you know, when someone gets the ball, it was Pat Nevin in them days. But mm. you know, you get the ball, something's going to happen. You know, certainly in tight games, when Hazard gets the ball, he beats one. Something, you know, and uh, I think if we're going to beat United, we need him certainly on a going day, and mm. that will be the key. Listen. Other people can come in with goals. Of course they can. I don't know what team he's going to pick um, now. Whether he'll he'll try and set up the two defensive midfield players, and I think you know we need to make sure we don't lose. And you know if two two managers doing that, and that's the case, play out a stalemate, uh, a nil nil or something like that. Um, anything's possible. But Eden Hazard for us, if we're going to win it, would be the match winner. But Jose Mourinho would be aware of that as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, last time certainly in the cup match when we played them a year or so ago, they clearly had a plan for Hazard, which was to kick him every time he moved. And thankfully, uh, because of that, Herrera got sent off and that changed the game. So I, I wouldn't put that past them at all. Um, the other thing, of course, you know, there's a chance that uh, Kante, uh, who wasn't quite fit enough to make the Roma game, but it looks like he will be fit enough to play against uh, United on Sunday. I mean, you know, he is, he's very, I mean, you know, give, apart from everything else that we talked about, I, I do think that Kante has been a huge miss for us. He, had, he really does bring balance to that side, I think, and energy, uh, which is, I think, equally important. So I think it's very important that he plays on Sunday, isn't it, Kerry? Well, it'll give everyone a boost in there, but you're going to get a player coming into a massive game like this who's had effectively six weeks out, um, Yeah, you know, uh, or six games or whatever, however, whatever period he's been out. Um, certainly not going to be match fit. I don't know what, what his condition's like. I, you know, they won't be throwing him in. But if he's if he's even carrying a slight and on the back of that amount of time out of the game, not going to be match fit. You might not see the same Canty. Um, you know, there's mm. all these scenarios. He might come in and, you know, do enough to galvanise those around him. And, you know, we, we really don't know. And whereas I used to be pretty uh, bullish, if you like, about, Oh, Chelsea will win. Chelsea will do this. We're better than them. Um, I don't know now. Um, mm. And when you ask for my prediction, I, I'm going to say a draw, and I'm predicting a home draw because I, I can't for the life of me at the moment seeing a home win um, mm. on the back of what I'm seeing from both sides. Um, I can certainly see a draw from both sides, and the rest will be decided on a referee's decision or, or moments of brilliance. And I look at their team, um, big Lukaku. I, you know, we've got to keep hold of him. He's not going through the greatest period of his uh, Manchester United career, but we know he can score goals given the opportunity. And they have got players. I, I quite like Rashford uh, mm. for them, you know, and, and indeed for England. Um, you know, and they have got one or two other players that, that, that can do it. But so have we. And it's not just about Hazard. You know, I haven't lost faith with Morata. I think he can score goals. I think, uh, you know, Pedro, William, uh, anyone who wants to come to the come to the party and play and, and get involved uh, are capable on their day. But if we want to hide in our shell, I think, uh, I'm not going to say we'll get bad because I really don't think United will come here and batter us. Um, no. But I, I think they can win the game um, and it could go both ways. So, so uh, think- my prediction is going to be a draw, Dave. Yeah, I, well, do you know what, mate? I think I think you're talking a lot of sense there, as you always do, Kerry. But I think particularly in that respect, because uh, I, th- I think you know, Mourinho will not want to lose. Conte will not want to lose. And when you've got two, t- you know, two teams that are more determined not to lose, quite often they'll cancel each other out, and and you will end up with not just a draw, but a goalless draw. So I'm inclined yep. to agree with you, but but the 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 mad uh, the mad Chelsea supporter in me 
you know, has to predict a win. So I'm going to go one nil, and I'm going to go Hazard, Hazard with a little bit of magic. But I wouldn't be surprised. And as you said, apart from all of that, it's just almost impossible to predict what Chelsea's going to turn up. I tell you what, I would really hope to see. I really hope that Kante is back, and I hope that he and Bakayoko will be in midfield. But the other thing I'd really like to see, and and and, and something that we we didn't really talk about earlier on, but I, I think one of the other problems that we've had is that in a sense. You know, we, we we I don't think he knows what his best team is at the moment, but I think particularly in the back three, there have been so many changes in the back three, and that cannot help. You know, it cannot help confidence and stability. So I would really like him to kind of settle, you know, on the back three that he wants to play. And if if it if it's if it's Cahill, Louise, Aspie, fine. If it's Rudiger, Louise, Aspie, fine. But you know, he needs to settle. I think on a back three. Well, I mean, you can only settle on a on a on a team, let alone a back three, with players that are sh- telling you by their performances, well, I should enough. be in this team. And you know, you said about Christensen came in, he'd done well, and this one's come in and done well, and that one's gone there and done well. Um, you know, it's all very well utilising the squad. It's all very well, you know, changing players around and you know players vying for position and, and a bit of competition and so on. But um, you, you ain't, you're not going to get settled defences. You're not going to get settled formations by doing that. Um, you want to create a situation um, whereby you want a settled side. You look back to our championship winning side last year. It virtually picked itself. Me and you were doing a show. Um, me and you were doing a show that effectively says, yeah, that's the team. We could pick 10 of them or nine of them. Um, and it was your... William stroke Pedro. It was the odd. It was the odd Fabregas for Matic. You know, whoever in midfield. And the rest picked itself. Um, we've we've created a situation whereby you, we're utilising a squad. Um, and you're right. I don't think there's any Chelsea fan out there uh, who would actually go and pick the same to- same team as the Chelsea fan next door to him, if you, with yeah. everyone at their disposal. I think every no one would get it 100 percent right. And I think Conti's in the same boat. Who do I pick? Because there's not a lot between all of them. Hmm. Yeah, therein lies the problem, possibly. But hey ho, let's be optimistic. Um, you're going for nil nil. I'm going for one nil. Uh, we'll find out soon enough because it's uh, on Sunday. Presumably, you'll be there. I will be there. And can I just add uh, one more thing, please? Uh, yeah. The, che- the Chelsea supporter in me hopes for a one nil bit of hazard magic <laughs> and we win. But I'm predicting nil nil. Well, that's fair enough. I mean, you know, we we can be both, of course. Uh, Listen, mate, you have a cracking day uh, doing what you do, uh, you know, in the ground on match days. Uh, I shall be having a a fun day as well, whatever happens. Uh, I mean, the the one consoling thing about supporting Chelsea is that uh, I've always had as much fun uh, before the game and after the game as I do during the game and sometimes that helps so there we go so I'm looking forward to it as always I'm also looking forward to speaking to you all about it next uh, Thursday so uh, I'm looking forward to that and I'll speak to you then mate look forward to it great stuff Dave thanks a lot have a good day It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? 
At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the Pro Pilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five year warranty. And with a bench full of all star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.